class is in session right now. Beginning exactly now, all this tomfoolery is due to end. Pencils up and notebooks out. Today, we will be learning about the great wide sea. Your mom has a great wide sea. <laughs> uh, it's filled with fish. Do you think that's funny, Mr. Johnson? You will be getting no greater than a sea if you continue with these outbursts. But I like D's, Mrs. Tabernacle. <laughs> oh, you think you're real funny, don't you? What you don't understand, Kyle, is that the real world is not about jokes. Quiet! Quiet now! It will eat you alive and spit you out as an alcoholic carpenter who wakes up one day and realizes their life is nothing like they wanted it. And the next minute, you're alone, Kyle. It's cold, and you're in a damp alleyway with your inherited 30-06 pressed to the roof of your mouth and your toes sitting on the trigger. What you don't understand is that life will tear you apart limb by limb limb if you don't focus on getting good grades and stop making jokes. That monologue was a joke, you dumb bitch. <laughs> what is this, Coach Carter? <laughs> My word. Quiet. Settle down. Mr. Johnson, out in the hallway, you will be getting attention for the rest of your fucking life, you suckless little bitch. I will fuck you up, Johnson. Kyle Johnson, I will put you on a fucking list and never forget your fucking face. All right then, Mrs. Tabernacle, geez. That's right. Be in the hallway. Get in the hallway. Sorry. <laughs> Today, get in the hallway, I'm Johnson. Going, I'm going. Today, we will be joining the Great White Sea. I just wanted to teach you about jellyfish. The Travis LeBrock Show. It's another beautiful night in camp. Me and my favorite pet rat. Why don't you come camping with me? Just for a night. Come camping with me. Roast marshmallows. Call to 300-8769. Quick red solutions will save some time. Whether they're soiled with dirt or caked with crap, we'll clean your carpets better than the best. Call to 300. And now, a paid message from our sponsors at Los Bibliotecas Taco Shop. Solutions will save some time. Whether they're soiled with dirt or caked with crap, we'll clean your carpets better than the best. Call 2300. Welcome to my show. You already know. 
guys. Welcome to my show. Today we got another exciting episode. I'm glad to finally be back. I can't believe it's finally that time again. The time where I get to reopen the doors of my favorite hobby, this glorious little podcast. If you even get a small percentage of the joy I get from making this show, then holy moly, I'm happy. This project has had its ups and downs, its slows and stops and the like, and I'm just happy to bring another episode. I plan on making this a regular part of my routine again, and I have several episodes planned from here, so hold on tight. Lots of intro material is built up over time, and turns out there's plenty of very interesting people residing in Austin. Who would have thought? Today, to make our glorious, long-anticipated return back to the internet, I am bringing none other than a gentleman named Brendan Barrett. Brendan is an interesting soul, born and raised in the only island I've ever heard of that isn't surrounded by water, Rhode Island. An East Coaster to his core, Brendan came to Austin about two years ago and has made a nice little life here since. He's enthusiastic and he has a bright future and he was very fun talk. Uh, he recently got back from a uh, vision trip of sorts in uh, the southwestern Texas desert. And his story of the experience is uh, enthralling, I would say. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, taking, mescaline, taking mescaline in the desert with a shaman, it may be more popular now than it once was. Uh, but it is far beyond the norm for most pe people. So with that... Um, I would like to introduce episode 20, Brendan Barrett. See you, bud. Nice to see you too, man. Tell me how your week's been. Um, it's been, it's been really crazy. Yeah, yeah. As, as you know, I uh, I have only an inkling of what you got up to this week. I didn't hear full details. I wanted to save it for the podcast. So I guess uh, what did you get up to this week <laughs> for our lovely listeners? Um, so I <coughs> I went to a retreat. Uh, just outside of Austin. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was a, a ceremonial, um, spiritual retreat in which, uh, we got to take mescaline. Interesting. It was mescaline. So yeah, San Pedro is a, is a type of mescaline. I'm pretty sure. Nice. Get that mic like a little bit closer. Uh, right here. Yes. There you go. Right here. Yep. So you did. So mescaline is a type of San Pedro. Uh, uh, San Pedro is a type of mescaline. Okay. So San Pedro is a cactus. Uh, it's a it, well, it's a mix of different things. But yeah, like the main ingredient is like a certain layer of skin. A certain layer of skin of the cactus. Interesting. And I, I don't know if it, I mean I'm sure it's probably a specific cactus. I'm not quite sure. 
I've heard the term San Pedro cactus. So it's like some sort of like oh. skin. Uh, it's like the second layer of skin. Like they shave off. Like the, like I think it's the first layer. Yeah. And the second, like, like you know, the second layer has whatever ingredient that then is mixed with like other stuff. Interesting. And then and I believe they have to like go through this process of boiling it, like letting it sit and, and yeah. all that. And and then you know, and then it comes in a powder form, they dry it out. And okay. when it and when you're ready to take it, you mix it in with like water or like juice. And do you drink it? Yeah. Yeah. So after you you pour the powder in with um we had mango juice. Yeah. And and so we we there you go. mixed it in there. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. Mango juice? Yeah, mango juice. Interesting. Was <laughs> it good? It, it, well, it's actually a really weird taste. I didn't mind it all yeah. that much. How much? How big was the glass? Um, so we had like those 16-ounce paper cups. Yeah. And so you got two, and they just filled one of them to the, the halfway point with mango juice. Right. <clears throat> and in the other one, they put like three teaspoons of this powder into the other cup. Interesting. And so you, you, you know, when we did it, like you mix in half of yeah. your powder and then you drink the mango juice and then you get like another half cup of mango juice again. And they give you, they're, they're all in, they give you shit. That's an amount that's gonna zoink you. Whoops, my bad. I don't know if that came through on the recording. I just got a text and it was really loud. <laughs> it was so loud. Sorry. No, no, no. Moving on. So, oh, like, they, they, what I'm assuming mm. is, like, they're not, you're not determining your dose. You're doing this. You said it's like a retreat. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, well, well, I mean, I can get to the retreat, but in terms of dosage, there's like yeah. a, there's a regular amount that they wanted, that they recommended. Yeah. But they do ask, well, they say, you know, if you, you are just, trying to like test this yeah you, you can take a little bit well honestly i'm at the retreat fuck that like, uh, yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> i came to the party well, why, why not go in you know well that's that's kind of like what how i felt because you know well so they gave us the option they said does anyone like you know does anyone want to get really deep yeah into their trip basically sure and they asked if people wanted to uh take more sure and at first no one said anything but after like our our first dose you know of the standard dose that ever, pretty sure everyone took it yeah i went back and i said that i want to go deeper and i took more interesting so you took two trips um no i i was only one trip i just took more of the substance like pretty much immediately afterwards oh okay yeah interesting so like you took it and we're like had like a second thought of or uh, intuition of like go hard. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And, and they really said like once I went back, they were like, yeah, like we're really happy that you listened to your, your little tiny voice in your back of your head. Yeah. So then what happened? Like in the moments, how long did it take to kick in? I I started to notice feeling something. Um, they, they sent us out to do like an activity by ourselves. Yeah. And what activity? Uh, it was a, uh, it was a version of like sand circles. Sand circles. As uh, a uh, sand, sand circles that like you draw in the sand. Oh, so you just like drawing mandalas? Yeah, uh, sort of. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And but we didn't have like a lot of sand available to us on the property, but uh -huh. so we just use like sticks. And Interesting. So you, you break up sticks and you make a circle, and the the point of it is like there's like symbolism. 
of like how you like wanted to like what you wanted to maybe think about and interesting like, and set your intention through this sand circle yeah yeah that sounds like just uh just something to get you into a certain mind state mm -hmm. interesting that, that that was and, and that was the second day like the first day we did all these activities that yeah that like definitely prepare you for like that type of thing to get you in that headspace of saying yes to the experience like just meditation and group activities and uh, yeah yeah like everything meditation dancing like yeah. goofy dancing they like want you to be like act like a monkey like you know oh, they really want you to open up <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. uh that reminds me of a documentary i watched about a cult where <laughs> they that was something they would do they would have these like in the cult they would do this crazy dancing and people would like they do like scream sessions where everybody's you know on the floor writhing around screaming doing all sorts of crazy shit like that mm. you know i mean that that feels uh, vulnerable in a way. I imagine. What was it like being with a bunch of strangers pretending to be a monkey uh, the um, day before doing San Pedro cactus? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it was definitely weird. But like, I, I'm I'm definitely a people's person. Yeah. So like, I I kind of get off on that stuff. And, sure. And even if this, some of the stuff was like kind of awkward, I still push myself through it anyway because. That's one of the biggest things I learned, mm -hmm. especially like in tripping. Like, you're like you're with it for the ride. There's no point in trying to like reject it. Yeah, just like let go into that moment and say fuck it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like uh, I mean that's a really interesting. I'm personally interested in that kind of setting to do that kind of uh, psychedelic journey into. You know, it just seems. Uh, it seems different than, you know, taking acid with your friends or whatever, you know, or just hanging out at home and like doing a psychedelic. It seems like it would be a different journey just because of the setting. You know, you have people that are um, dedicating like what they do, like that's their career is to create that setting for you and then guide trips. And I it seems like it would in for me, I would need like it would take a lot of trust in those people to, you know, steward my journey like that. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like they developed, was there like a trust that you felt? How did they, how did they make you feel cozy or at home or safe? I guess. Um, <clears throat> definitely just, I mean, uh, to be honest, just meeting the, the leaders yeah. and, and like, and talking with them, they, you know, like there was definitely a hippy dippy vibe and showing yeah. up and, you know, there's like the impression that you, one could take away where you're like, like, oh, uh, this is like somehow like BS, like, y y like, y like, you know, oh, there's just like people who like to trip or whatever. Yeah. But then you talk to them and, and it's like, wow, these people are actually surprisingly regular and not like that at all, despite maybe how they look. Interesting. So they were, they, but there were like some corny elements and stuff maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like at first glance, you know, sure. but, but I think a lot of that is on purpose because I think it is like this kind of, uh, this test to like judge, not judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Interesting. You know, like, Oh, there's like these really hippie people. Yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden, you they know, look like they live in a van in San Diego. Yeah. 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 One one girl literally did actually. Oh, <laughs> oh buddy, that's not selling it for me. 
I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, no, but like, but, but like, but I mean, despite that, it's like, it's, I mean, after the experience, I can totally see why. I mean, yeah, it, it's not like a BS thing, you know, like, a, yeah, well, I'm th I think there's a lot of things that uh, you can look at with um, a perspective, an outside perspective of a, like, that's, I don't know, the, for lack of like, that's gay. Like, that's just some, that's just some gay <laughs> shit, you know, like, it's dumb. So like, <laughs> in a lot of that like hippy dippy shit gets boxed into that like you just you get that initial knee-jerk reaction of like nah you guys are full of shit mm. but i have been proven wrong that there is occasion there are people that are like that that do actually have substance and are interesting and uh that's funny that you say that because like i that's something that like going into that you know you don't know who you're going to be doing it with and if it was just a bunch of like fake spiritual people like those those people are really annoying to me mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah i don't want to be rude no no like i i think that's totally like relevant like like there's definitely people who are just like so over the top about it i mean it's like anything else you know you get like like the hardcore vegan yeah you know and who's proselytizing all the time right like, like that's well, I feel like those people who are like hardcore vegan and then they are like that spiritual, like, like they use, I had an interesting, sorry, I mm. had an interesting conversation today about like psychedelics and spiritualism. And it's making me think because I came to the, I guess, consensus that I don't like, or I don't know if, not that I don't like, I don't know if people who only use psychedelics to further their spiritual journey are really i don't know if i can trust them as spiritual people because they're only using psychedelics it's like you can't there are people that can achieve highly um spiritual like highly present mind states and um very aware consciousnesses and losing ego and just i sound retarded right now oh, I, get, um, I get you but like there's people that can do that without psychedelics or only incorporate psychedelics occasionally i think the people who just are like van hippies that do psychedelics so they think they're fucking spiritual bother me a little bit you know because <clears throat> it's like it's more than that like you have to you want to be feeling the way you feel on psychedelics every day right like that feeling of maybe not like literally hallucinating but that feeling of openness and that feeling of being in the moment and everything like you like you want that every day mm. um so like you have to do work to get there and if you're just like leaning on psychedelics to get you there every time i don't think that's necessarily healthy you know completely i i think it's really important to distinguish well i mean personally distinguish when you're just trying to chase a feeling as opposed to live out principles yeah and i think like yeah i i agree with that you need to uh you need to do the work and there's a lot of work involved and that's that's what one of the things that excites me about retreats like what it sounds like you went to is it's focused on doing work like you said did you have two days of being there doing activities before the trip it was one day, mm -hmm. uh, two days total, but one day before. Yeah. And then the, the second day, you 
take the sand, the mescaline. Interesting. I was thinking two days, and like I know that I'd just be sitting there jazzed the whole time. Like, <laughs> come on, let's go. Uh, it, it, yeah, I, it, it, it was fun. I mean, yeah, and then the day after. Well, so later that day, the mm-hmm. second day, then you do activities too because like, yeah. you're still kind of feeling it. And then the third day, it's called an integration day where you try to like readjust. You're like a soldier back from war. Kind of. Like reintegrate with society. Mm -hmm. So back to like the onset, you went and you did the like circles with sticks, Mm -hmm. some fucking shit. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) that on the outside, you just look at like, look at these idiots. But it probably felt meaningful and it was nice and it was artistic and a way to emotionally prepare yourself. So you're doing that. Um, what what happens after that? So, <clears throat> what like once I was, um, I, I believe we had maybe like 45 minutes to like right after taking it, yeah, to go and do this and spend some time. And I would say definitely, maybe even a little sooner, but 45 minutes in for sure, I started to <clears throat> notice. Uh, like there was just like a, a, a some kind of presence like that I didn't like notice before. Yeah, it was like this weird undertone of like presence as in something around uh, you. Yeah, like interesting energy. Like I I think the only way like like eventually I would identify it, like it feels like there's like almost like like the sun is on your back. Yeah, just shining over your shoulder, and and it's like embracing you. Mm-hmm. And you're just like kind of falling into that, but like then you start to feel. My buddy pointed out to me that the the type of drug makes your neurons flow, like when your nerves flow upward. Mm. So you feel almost like there's this energy coming from the ground up mm. out your out your head, the top of your head or something, just flowing and flowing and flowing. And you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, you know, it feels like it's coming from the earth in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And that's why they say it's very grounding. Yeah. It seems like you would want your shoes off for that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, totally. Like, you know, the first thing I noticed when I got there, everyone is not wearing shoes. Like all yeah. the, the camp people. And and I was like, oh. And next thing I knew, like, yeah, I was, wasn't wearing any shoes. <laughs> Fuck shoes. <laughs> yeah. Walking around in grass feels great. Mm. It's really nice. Yeah. Until you step on some fire ant. Yeah. yeah. But no, like walking around without shoes is like, it's grounding. If you're ever, if you or a friend ever has like really bad anxiety, take your shoes off. Go walk in some grass. That'll help. Mm, I like that. It'll, it'll, it'll help. It feels good. It's like what you were feeling on that drug might be like a, like a real thing that you're not really conscious of most of the time. Mm. But anyways, so you start, mm. so the feeling started kicking in. How long did it take to kick in? So I would say probably like by, by an hour, I was definitely had, was like, oh my God, okay, I'm feeling something. Yeah. And um, definitely feels like a heart journey. Like you feel like your emotions are like guiding you somewhere mm. and, and you can't, you, you, like you're not really sure why. But it just is. Yeah. Um, and then maybe like two hours in, we did a guided meditation, Ooh. which is really cool. Hell yeah. That sounds crazy. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, there's like this whole kind of uh, just like, you know, it, it talks about getting in touch with like your inner, your inner animal. Yeah. And like, but like how things just are and it always shall be. Mm hmm. 
and um and then uh yeah at that point like i was laying down they had us lay down and we did that and they did sound healing with the glass bowls you know with the Oh, what they wet their fingers and make interesting noises? Uh, they don't wet their finger. I mean, th- it's actually they have like these padded sticks that mm. you like rub around these glass bowls yeah. that are specially made, and they make these certain frequencies. And it's like, mm. yeah, and it like just you get washed in sound, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was and uh, yeah. Oh, was it like literally like a sound bath? Yes, yeah, yeah. what they call it. Yeah, sound interesting. Bath. Yeah, yeah, and so. With that, uh, when uh, so two hours in, were you like having visuals or anything like that? Um, besides the glow, like a kind of everything seems really brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. Um, there was one point, like much later on, I was sitting and staring at a carpet that had these patterns, and yeah, in my peripheral vision, I could see it like kind of flowing together and almost like a you know, like out of a movie kind of thing, but it wasn't intense. It's, yeah. You know, it's it, the, the whole experience was definitely feeling, all feeling. Interesting. So it was kind of mellow. It, uh, it, it, um, it, they say it's much gentler than other stuff, mm-hmm. you know? The thing, though, about it, I mean, it depends who you were. Like, yeah, it was, I mean, it was mellow. For, I mean, I felt it really strongly and... I don't know if it, I would call it mellow. I mean, it's gentle, you know, mm-hmm. like, but it's super noticeable. Um, and I mean, the only reason why I'm saying what would hesitant to be hesitant to call it like mellow is because yeah. like it brings up so much for people. Like, it literally is about. It's not mellow at all. Nah, yeah. For some people, it's <laughs> well, like. Well, you know, like, okay. you know, like you look over in in you know like around the room yeah. and some people were completely smile like i'm smiling my face off you yeah. know during the time and then there's just like the big tough guy you know in the corner of the room who's just bawling his eyes out interesting and he's just sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and you're like what you know what are they processing right now probably some shit yeah literally yeah and and uh well figured literally but uh well and that's why i, I kind of sorry no, oh, no, 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 no. Well, that's uh, that's why I'm saying like you have to be doing work outside of psychedelics. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like you have to, cause like, I feel like I don't know. They should just be like an add-on to your journey of life. You know, they shouldn't be the main method. For some people, I think that they might serve as a really good Kickstarter. Like, hey, I got some work to do. You know, totally. But that's interesting. Mm. So when they started the guided meditation, um, how? How did that feel like closing your eyes and meditating with like doing a guided meditation um, while because uh, that you had to be having like closed eye visuals? Yeah. That, right. I, or I, no. I, I mean, like closing my eyes, it definitely like there was like, yeah, like there was a feeling of being somewhere else. Yeah. In a small way. What was the guided meditation like focus on? Do you remember? Um, it, it really is like about like loving yourself mm-hmm. and you know reminding yourself that you are enough yeah and it sounds like the planet fitness wall (laughs) 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 literally they have plastered all over planet fitness you are enough yeah Yeah. and then then there's like you like no like work harder yeah staring at yourself in a mirror it's like it says judgment free zone and then 10 feet away to the right they have a giant fucking purple alarm that says if you're working out with a bodybuilder t-shirt and a gallon jug of water grunting they'll ring the bell 
if you're a lunk, like the most judgmental thing ever. <laughs> Fucking, I, I hate Planet Fitness. They suck, dude. Planet Fitness sucks. <laughs> like calling it the Walmart of gym is, gyms is nice. Mm-hmm. Fuck Planet Fitness. This place is gross. I came to Austin. I've never had any skin issues. I started working out at Planet Fitness and I got rashes all over my body. I blame it on Planet Fitness. Unidentifiable rashes that wouldn't go away and itch like fucking hell. Like like it's like athletes toe yeah, or but something. But everywhere. Yeah. Like all over my arms. Oh, do, was, do you stop going? No, I still go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's cheap. It's, no, it is cheap. Yeah. I LA fitness is so nice. I go and it's like it's it's amazing. Like compared to Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness feels sticky. Like it could be spotless clean and it just feels sticky. The lighting's weird. All the purple equipment throws me off. It's just strange. Not mm. a good place to work out. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But anyways, your trip. <laughs> um, I forgot what got us on that. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You, you. So you said you're, you're closing your eyes. It's all about love. You're, you're enough. You love yourself. Um, you are being how long did the meditation last wow it was actually a while like that sounds dope it was really cool they they did probably like an hour maybe 45 minutes an hour of the guided meditation or or at least seemed that way you know it it felt like who knows who who knows and then they did the sound like a session of sound healing immediately after that had to be 30 45 minutes long yeah you know and um and then just some like 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 the, the guy who's leading it, really cool guy. Uh, he then started playing guitar after he was done with the samples, yeah. and it just like. Now, what if like you're being like overwhelmed in a moment? Like, did you have a place to escape to? Could you just like leave? Um, I yeah, people were open to like walk around or. Was or, it inside? It it was inside a temple. Interesting. So you couldn't go outside the whole time. Uh, no, we, we could go outside. I mean, they. There, there was like definitely um, more of a push to kind of do some of the, the guided stuff, but like, yeah. like inter in between intermittently, you could, you could walk off. So like eventually, I had a moment to like go walk off on the property by right. myself. And See, that's every mm-hmm. time I've ever done any uh, allegedly ever done a uh, psychedelic substance, uh, I've had a very like being outside always feels right. Like yeah, that's what want that's what my body wants. Which makes me wonder, is that like what I always like what's good for me all the time? Mm-hmm. And I think it's true. Being outside just feels good, especially when we spend so much time, so much time indoors in our regular life, you know, like work and like I work inside. And those days I wake up inside, walk to my car. Like the only time I spend outside is literally the walks from my house to my car, from work to my car. And it's like short little baby chunks of time you're spending huge chunks of time inside it's i don't think it's good for you mm, mm, you know mm. but um yeah i just find it weird interesting that whenever on psychedelic substances that's like what a lot of people are drawn to is just staying inside you know yeah but yeah. so what other activities did you guys do um after all the more meditation kind of theme stuff uh we um they kind of led more into uh, re reengaging with your with your your body, yeah, and and your mind, and uh, 
so it, there was kind of more yoga, more dancing. Interesting. And, and like you and, partied. Yeah, yeah. And and seeing how you feel, and um, uh, and it really did feel like almost we were in new bodies. What do you mean by that? Um, well, it was like the the way that they make you engage your body feels like after that moment feels like you had never really engaged your body before, and hmm. and, and like. And and just like approaching it with the new mindset that that had just been established, uh, it, it was like a, I mean you know and like that's like not literally but like yeah it's almost, it, they're like trying to push you to understand yourself in a different way. Interesting. That's uh that sounds like a generally like very unique experience for your life have you ever done anything like that before no i mean i've had moments like of like being connected to like groups so like i remember like uh in high school i did uh there was like a you know like theater but i was in pit band because i was a musician yeah and uh, you know throughout that process there was this like coming together of people mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and you know of course it's like this bittersweet moment and you know and then that kind of ends this was like this is like very self empowerment, but like empowering yourself through the empowerment empowerment of others. Yeah, it sounds focused. Like the whole totally. time there was focused intention for the entire thing. You know, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, big in, big intention stuff. Yeah, sounds sounds unique. How did you come across something like that? Uh, one of my good friends from back home. Yeah, he somehow um, fell onto this kind of thing and. Uh, he uh, <clears throat> came, you, you know, like he had had some, you know, personal issues that he was going through mm-hmm. and, and was like just ranting and raving about this, saying it was helping him. And did he do it more than once? Was he, is he like a disciple of these? N- not of this particular group, but he's done lots of yeah different interests. See, I've always wanted to do um, or always thought that doing an ayahuasca trip uh, like a guided ayahuasca trip would be uh, would be something that uh, I would do, like go down to South America and do like a retreat. But that, from what I've heard, the stories I've listened to is so intense. Mm. What what you're sound what, what you're talking about? It sounds intense and it sounds very. Um, it sounds introspective and potentially like you know difficult, but the ayahuasca journeys that I've listened to sound like, you know, another level. It's DMT that gets dragged out over eight hours. Mm. So that's all I've always thought. I want to wait, you know, until like I'm like mid thirties, forties, maybe <laughs> like well established before I do something like that. Mm. You know? Yeah. They, um, they say that the San Pedro is way more gentler and the ayahuasca yeah and and ayahuasca is the feminine and the san pedro is the masculine <laughs> like that's the whole thing it's yeah yeah they have so they're ideas. they're interrelated yeah like i mean I, I, it, I, I like i mean as far as i know culturally i think it was like mainly like Na- native american tribes i think or like mm-hmm. just like in general people who've uh i don't know if it's specifically native american but like the 
like the the people who are running this retreat they have experience with all this stuff and they have like a spiritual philosophy and they say that th- yeah according to them it's kind mm-hmm. of yeah it's masculine and what feminine. was the what was the group called um the group I, don't, I mean, did I, they associate themselves with any type of like religion or no spiritual practice? No, like just like we do San Pedro and we connect with Mother Gaia. It, it was kind of like that. Like, yeah. I mean, that that was it. I mean, I don't think they really had a name. Interesting. I mean, I knew like the name of the event. You know, what was that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I know the name of the event. What was the name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well. Uh, that's uh that's that's interesting what a way to spend the week man i forgot when i asked you like so how was your week i didn't even like i completely forgot that you went and did that thing (laughs) and you're like and i was like oh yeah this is a great thing to talk about fuck yeah i've been meaning to talk about with somebody for you know yeah so what were your takeaways i i mean if you had any yeah i mean the biggest takeaway was was just like i had this huge realization that I, you know, like just so I've been in, it'll be a year in Austin coming up in like June, I believe. Yeah. And, um, and it, I mean, I've been like the past two years, I've been really working on myself and mm-hmm. trying to become like, like a better person. And, and I think one of the ways that I thought I was being, or at least trying to summon in myself was this, uh, just, just trying to be different. But I thought by being, different than who I am, I could, I, I could, uh, I could, um, like change myself, change like the, the fabric of my human, you know, my, my being mm-hmm. and, and, um, but, but what I realized was that I wasn't actually really, I was trying to do something differently, but like, I was doing it not from the place of like who I actually am. Mm. And so I realized that I wasn't trying to actually be something different. I was just holding back the authentic me. And now I realize I shouldn't hold that back for, for myself and for other people because I think I have the capability to reach out to other people in a way that is me and and I should do it for myself. Mm -hmm. And and it would be also like a crime to withhold that from anybody else. Right. It's Mm. disingenuine. Totally. You know, I think it's important to um, not try to be what you think other people want. Mm. One, you're wrong. Whatever you think it is that other people want, you're wrong. Like you don't know what other people want. And if you're hanging out with people who don't appreciate you for who you really are, then f- fuck those people. Mm. You don't want to be hanging around those people. You don't want to be hanging around people who are only interested in being your friend if you behave a certain way and your relationship is based on this false image that you're, you know, you put on a shirt and you you pretend to be somebody that you're not or you hide parts of yourself it's really disingenuine to walk around life not being yourself it's so it's it's you're ro- the person who loses at the end of the day is you because like you're not gonna attract the people that you're supposed to attract by being that inauthentic 
pretend version of whatever it is you think that people want, you know? Mm. So like, I think it's, I think that's really cool. You know, you have like, you take, take away like, you know, maybe I've been disingenuous or I haven't been acting like myself, you know, or I do these things. Like, why do I do that? You know, like I've gone through moments of that where I realized like, I'm just like, I did that. Like I used to go out like partying with people, you know, and I was never like a crazy partier or anything like that. Like I didn't, uh, I wasn't into hard. I never did like drugs or anything. Like I drank and would go out with people to clubs and stuff. I mean, that's probably why I didn't like going to clubs. But my thing was like, I didn't like going to clubs or packed bars and hopping around, not being able to have conversations because it's so loud like that. But some people love that. Some people thrive in that setting. That was just never me. But I did it for a long time or, you know, because like I wanted, I don't even know why it was like I wanted to be friends with the people I was going out with. So I would like do the things that they wanted to do and, and act in a way that wasn't like true to myself. Like I hated that shit. Like I would rate, like I was the type of guy, like I would way rather have like a group of like, you know, 10 friends and all hang out in somebody's house and, you know, like, you know, drink and play games and talk, you know, listen to music. Different people can control the Spotify. I don't want to go to a packed bar with a million people. The only times that I would want to go is like to meet girls. But then like I never did because that what like the type of girl that I get along with generally wasn't there you know but then i look back and it's like yeah but there i've dated plenty of girls that like <laughs> love doing that shit so like i don't know <laughs> but like you know what i mean it's yeah. like that's just an example i guess of me like not being myself yeah and, like just like ah dude i had i had one of my one of my friends tell me one time um a few years ago like we were all hanging out and she's just like she's just like and it, I was, it was probably like I was probably like twenty two, uh, twenty three maybe. She's just like she told me like she just looked at me and told me she's like Travis, I just wish you could be yourself more. And oh. I was like, I have never forgotten that. <laughs> it was like, it was so good to hear though. It was yeah. like wow, that's it was weird. It was like I don't like it was good though, and I needed to hear that. How, you know? How did she know though? Because she's intuitive and she knew me really well. And she was like... Was she hot? She was good looking, she yeah. Good looking. But like, it was just... Uh, it was... Yeah, I don't know. It yeah. was... She just knew. Because she knew who I was. But she also... I, I mean, I think... Especially <laughs> back then, I had a lot more like social anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know? So I wouldn't always just like be myself. Mm -hmm. You know? I th Well, I, I mean, it's funny. I was... Uh, I was calling her judgment into question, but at the end of the day, it's not even really what her judgment is, the fact that you responded to that question. And I mean, that, you know, that was that, that statement in such a way that you could, you just knew that in yourself that you were like, yeah, I'm not being. Yeah. It's myself. like sometimes I'm being authentic, inauthentic. And it was funny because she said it to me at like a fucking bar that I didn't want to be at. <laughs> <laughs> right. I paid like, like, 80 it was a new year's eve i paid like 80 dollars to be at that stupid bar it was so dumb 
Have you done that thing? Like bars charge cover fees on New Year's Eve. Wow. It's so stupid. I don't think I've ever been to a bar on New Year's Eve. Fuck but going out on New Year's yet. Eve. This yeah. year I went out and it was only because I came like cross paths with one of my childhood best friends from Michigan down here in Austin. So it's like, I'm well, I have to go out now. Like I have to hang out. But like at the end of the night, I was like, fuck doing that. Like I hated it. Like I hate going out on New Year's. Mm. It's the worst day to go out on. And a lot of people do it. Yeah. Stay in. Have some friends over maybe. Watch the ball drop alone. Go to bed. Mm. Fuck drinking on New Year's. You want to start the new year hungover? (laughs) Shut up. It's the worst way to start the new year. Bring in the new calendar with a fucking splitting headache and zero productivity. (laughs) I hate going out on New Year's. <laughs> yeah. I, You're like, yeah, I don't go out like, on New Year's. Like, yeah, I just get drunk at home and wake up hungover the next day by myself. I haven't yeah, been drinking. Uh, yeah. Why did you, uh, yeah, you've been sober. Like, I mean, yeah. that's right. I, we've kind of talked about it, but. Yeah. Um, there it is again. <laughs> um, I got a text message. Um but yeah, I uh, stop. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta like figure out how to mute this. That's coming through your computer. Yeah. Oh wow, it's very I, interesting. It's, it's funny that we can hear it on uh, here. I mean, I, yeah, it's it's really annoying actually. Hold on. No. Because I mean, yeah. I, oh, so it is okay. So we're listening through your computer, technically. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So these, I mean, there's no like that is powered by my computer, right? Right. And this is a mic splitter, mm. and it's all run through here. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. But anyways, um, I stopped drinking, so I had my friends come visit in January, and I wasn't doing a lot of drinking leading up to that. And uh, they came and visited, and we drank a couple times here and there. It didn't get like super fucked up. It just wasn't the vibe, and um. Like when they were leaving, like before they left, I was talking to my buddy Josh and um, who's been on the podcast several times. Great guest, Josh Kaminsky. Go check out those episodes. Um, and I, we were like, we've done this before um, where we take like 30, 45 days off. So we were like, yep, we're going to take 45 off, like clean, clean out our system, get rid of alcohol for a while, like focus up, you know, get rid of that. Like alcohol's bad. And, um, that like about like 50 i don't know how what like just a few days in like not even two weeks probably and i was like thinking to myself like "Mm, i wonder if i could go like i wonder if i could go longer like how long can i go and um my buddy's got a bachelor party in august and this was in january so i'm like i wonder if i could go all the way till august um without drinking and so far it's been fine like that's the craziest thing it's like there was a part where there was a point in time where like i would like look at a beer and just be like god hugging cold beer man like that looks good but i ignored that and uh then it's like then i have like i have periods where i think about drinking and it makes me feel physically sick really like i think about it, i'm like ugh, fuck ugh, you know like it's bizarre because that's never really happened before. I mean, I started I started drinking when I was like 18 or 19, which is late, not apparently. I just found that out. Like, I started late. And uh, I haven't taken more than like a month or two off ever. And I'm 27. Like, 
that's crazy. That's like from that's that's a that's not good for you. It's literal poison. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. So like, so like, I figure, you know, I've been I've been doing this thing habitually several times a month at minimum. Um, why? You know, like it's not that fun. I've never been that type of person's like, I got a drink to have fun. I remember making fun of those people. And then like I find myself in social groups that everything we ever do is always focused around drinking. Mm. And it's just like, why? You know, like why can't I be relaxed and have fun and take a load off playing fucking checkers or whatever? Why do I have to have a, a fucking a central nervous system depressant and play checkers like how miserable is my life and <laughs> that i need this sedative to fucking feel okay you know not attacking anybody that drinks like at all i'm just talking for me <laughs> you know? oh i guess it's a pretty good lead into uh i would all <laughs> you want another beer I, I mean, maybe i would like what i have to yeah. use the bathroom too go so. for it i'll, right. I'll pause this okay oh, sweet thanks pause and we're back we're back it's happening we're here oh yeah by the way didn't have any more pilsners left oh just an ipa for you but it's okay that one's really good too highlight that, that's one of my favorite um it's it's technically i think it's a hazy not mm -hmm. super hazy that's a, that's a good IPA. One of my favorites. It's obviously better on tap. But, um, oh, yeah. Still good IPA. Um, yeah, I've had those, see, and I've had those beers sitting in my fridge since January. So I'm glad you're drinking them. Yeah. Have a reason. I almost just got rid of them. I was like, fuck it. Because, I mean, you know, you're going to go six months or whatever, seven months eight months is it eight is august so from january to august how long is that january to august okay let's see january february um, yeah march april may june july august yeah that's eight months eight wow Woo! good for you man i had a uh i went to california with my girlfriend and uh i had a um non-alcoholic ipa oh wow yeah crazy like it tasted like an ipa it was wild it was good <laughs> made me like shit i'll take a few more you know <laughs> but yeah it was good have you ever been to california <clears throat> i believe i was when i was little um i have a cousin who's older than me um, yeah and he uh he was living out in San Diego, I believe. That's where like the seals are, right? No, so, sorry, San Francisco. Seals are in San Diego, I believe, in, or the Navy is San Diego. Uh, yeah. Okay, but San Francisco, that's that's California, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I was in San Francisco, I think, when I was really young. San Francisco's pretty. I just went and, um, mm -hmm. dude, California is like one of the prettiest, like so aesthetically really? pleasing landscapes. That I have, it is the most aesthetically pleasing, pretty landscape I've ever seen. There's where we were at, there were mountains everywhere, like all the way from LA to San Francisco, is mountains and rolling hills. Every it was like the blooming season, so everything was green, and there was there was like these massive like hills and mountains that were covered in orange and purple flowers. 
and it was like something out of a movie. It wow. was it was so it was so pretty. Well, I can tell you why Hollywood's there, you know. Oh, for sure. It's the best place. Like there is and the weather is consistently perfect almost every day. Like it's 65 to 80 degrees and sunny most of the year. Um what do you uh, compared to Austin like <laughs> <laughs> really 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 oh wow it's so much nicer because wow. okay so austin's a nice city mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there's nothing around it like outside, so like, outside of so it. like you have austin yeah. okay and then the surrounding area sucks it's just desert it's just like middle it's like not subtropical but it's like there's plants and trees and stuff but it's nothing there's nothing there's hill country which is pretty but yeah. I mean, there's nothing to do, you know, like the whole state of Texas in general is like Austin and then Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, which all are kind of, you know, the, yeah, yeah, right. Dallas is kind of cool. I don't know. It's California is stunningly beautiful. Mm. Like you have the Pacific Ocean right there. I mean, the I don't know if you've been to the Gulf yet, but like Galveston, and I'm not trying to shit on Texas. I love it no, here. No, no, no. And Austin's a really cool city, and it, there's so much to do, and I think it's a very pretty city. I think it's amazing. I love it here. Um, but like th the Gulf of Mexico, like is gross. The beaches suck. Like they're not nice beaches. You go to, like, dude, I was on a beach in Malibu that made me want to kill myself. <laughs> It's like this exists, you know, it was like some it was like movies in the water Like I've always had been like weird about getting in the ocean because I've always gone to the, the Atlantic on the East Coast Yeah, like Florida the Carolina. It's like Really nice spots there, but I've always been like a little weirded out Like there is shit that's gonna eat me in here the Pacific Ocean obviously has sharks and all that shit too But I didn't get the same vibe it definitely felt like it could easily kill me when I was in it because the wave there was like literal surf and I was just bouncing around like five foot eight foot waves wow. like but like Maybe not eight feet. I don't know. I don't know how big they were. I, I just know my girlfriend's listening to this and she's gonna be like, <laughs> like Those were not eight foot waves retard <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it just it didn't give me any heebie-jeebies at all it was really nice yeah i that's so funny that i i've never really thought about that but like you, you know being from rhode island yeah and, and like the, the water there like yeah like i like i really want to enjoy it but then there's just like always something where you're like something. did you go to the beach a lot is there a lot of beaches in rhode island De definitely when i was younger like yeah, yeah like rhode island's definitely it's like beaching and and boating yeah a lot of that going on like um <clears throat> we never had my, my family never had like a boat boat but we ended up getting like a little dinghy yeah that my dad really likes to you know go fishing on yeah uh, well he doesn't really fish but he likes he calls it puttering around in the bay yeah just putts around mm -hmm. and well you know you do what you do yeah i um yeah i i grew up i grew up in michigan which is surrounded by the Great Lakes, and I'm coming to find that nobody fucking respects the Great Lakes at all. Like nobody has any, nobody gives them any respect. I was just gonna be like, oh, the Great Lakes are so cool. Whoa. Were you really? Uh, yeah. No. Have I, you been? I, I no. I've never been to them. I, that's something I think it's definitely on my bucket list. Yeah, they're fucking crazy. It's, like it seems like they are. Well, it's 
they're oceans so it's like growing up in michigan you feel like you it it's the same sensation as if you're growing up on the coast except there's coast in every direction it's like being on a like an island and the only direction there's not a coast is shitty ohio (laughs) (laughs) fuck ohio but like so like like you drive three hours in any direction and you're always hitting the coast and it's fucking beautiful it's it's as expansive as any one of the oceans like michigan has more coastline than any other state (laughs) that's crazy california is fucking huge and we have more coastline than them (laughs) wow you don't think about it like that nobody does um except people from michigan but people from michigan are like isolated in this weird way like michigan is this own little capsule of consciousness like people in michigan don't really think about the other states they think about ohio they think of other states they think of ohio and florida and everywhere else is just like doesn't exist it seems like why florida because they all go to florida for in the winter time because <laughs> 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 michigan in the winter time is cold as fuck and gray you know but uh is, is it a lot of like wealthy people in michigan like there's like, areas that are very areas, wealthy yeah, yeah i mean detroit used to be the richest city in the world oh wow um but it's uh yeah. you know with all the auto industry being moved to overseas or to mexico um it took detroit and flint uh and those like detroit and flint like in the 50s and 60s were powerhouses even in the into the seventies, they were doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you took all the audio auto industry eventually moved out of Michigan, and uh, it just it fucked the state up hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like it just and it, it, our state, Michigan was uh, the economy was founded on the auto industry. That's where cars come from. Cars come from Michigan. And, which is another like weird thing. Like Michigan don't get no respect. It doesn't get any fucking respect. <laughs> but like, so that's like where cars came from, and that's what the economy was based off of. And then all the car companies like Ford, GM, um, I think Ford and GM were the. I don't know about Chrysler where Chrysler came from, but their headquarters is in Detroit. Um, all, all the car companies left, and it just fucked the cities, the the state up royally like Mm -hmm. so all the income was gone and i mean they're doing better now but um as far as like super wealthy people no like they don't like you talk about super wealthy and that's where you know you have um you know new york state the hamptons like connecticut for some fucking weird reason Mm -hmm. has a ton of wealthy people even though that state's retarded yeah i i think i think like it it uh, Rhode Island and Connecticut kind of and then maybe like outside like outside of Boston and like the rest of Massachusetts kind of have that feeling of uh, like families just like old money yeah old money and 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 people definitely just have settled down and like they're all starting families and like you just get like that really like middle upper middle class like Mm -hmm. kind of you know like like vibe yeah Um, I I mean I I don't really know but you know it just seems like those areas where you settle down and you build something and you don't talk to anybody else yeah I feel like Michigan has those areas too like you have Mm. you know um you have a lot of nice nice areas within I feel like every state has that though oh yeah even Georgia I mean like I don't know about Georgia actually (laughs) just kidding I'm sure there's like (laughs) suburbs of Atlanta that are extremely nice Mm. you know and 
Charleston, South Carolina, for example, or like every state has those areas. California seems overwhelmed with those areas. Like the interior of the state, I don't really know. I don't think it's nice. Um, I think it's very deserty and not desirable, but like Southern California was like obscenely wealthy. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like we were paying, what was crazy was we were paying like uh six seventy six or whatever a gallon for gas. And I got so normalized to it that like by the end of the trip, I was looking at a gas station that's like, it was anywhere in the $5. I was like, oh shit. Like that's a good deal. Five ninety five. <laughs> like we got to get gas there. <clears throat> wow, it's crazy. Shit, dude. Can you imagine? It was like a hundred dollars to fill up your twelve gallon tank, or whatever. Like, dude, it was dude. so stupid. Dude. Spend so much money just on gas, but while I was there, I was trying to figure out how I could fucking live there because it was so beautiful. <laughs> it was unreal. I'll show you pictures later. Yeah, but too expensive. Too expensive. It's crazy expensive. You can never buy a house ever out there doing, I guess, what what I do. I could never afford a house. Mm. Mm. That said, I can't afford a house here. Yeah, yeah. Like my one, of my, I have a buddy looking for a house right now, and there's no. He has zero chance of getting it. Not happening. Uh, yeah, it's gonna settle for like a fucking condo, for like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Don't, don't worry after they forgive student loan debt everything will be okay Bullshit. like that's gonna happen <laughs> like i've i had hope but, and that's gone but but the president said so oh the president say so he fucking probably he he's talking in his sleep he doesn't know who the fuck he is he can't remember his grandkids name he doesn't know who he doesn't know where he is 90 percent of the time he said so two years ago before he ever became president and guess what's happened literally nothing mm-hmm. like I have a question for you. I'm very cynical about that. Sorry. <clears throat> What's the question? I have a question. How red-pilled are you? I don't even know what that even means, really? man. Oh, I know wow. red pill, blue pill. Like, what does that even oh. mean? Oh, yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, okay. So, obviously, it's, you know, from the Matrix. Everybody knows that. Like, yeah. you, know, you know, you take the red pill, you wake up, and you find it in the, in the Matrix. But, like... Um, <clears throat> oh, okay. So, the red pill is the the, the metaphorical good one. Uh, yeah, metaphorical good one. Yeah, like the blue pill represents like, you Just know, staying asleep, not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel like um, I, uh, I, I'm very red pilled in this sense, mm-hmm. but I uh, take a blue pill every now and then just to keep myself <laughs> from fucking like, you know, from losing my shit because uh, like there's clearly yeah. something wrong with what's going on and mm-hmm. it doesn't do yourself or your or mankind much of any favors to be solely focused on that you know like i'm here for whatever my you know existence is about i need i'm here to learn my existence and although i do like delving into the world of asking why essentially Mm -hmm. i think you know like why is this why is that um the way it is why are we so fucked up like certain i like that a lot and i do that a lot instinctively um, but it's not always self-serving. It's not always good for you, you know? So I take, like, I feel like I have, like, I take blue pills as vitamins just to fucking be happy, you know? Cause like, you can't, you can't care that much because no matter what you do, you're not, if you, you, it's like finding a girl, 
you know, it's like finding that good girl that's right for you. You can't be looking for her. You know, if you want to fix the shit that is fucked up in society, you can't really be like desperately trying to, you know, you can't be screaming on a mountaintop, you know, like all these people that like dedicate their lives to like pro like activism, whatever their cause is. They're not going to I don't think they're going to accomplish shit. You have to focus on your life and making yourself the best person and finding your happiness because you're going to waste your time. You know, like there's a lot of things I care about a lot, mm. but like I'm not going to I'm not going to focusing on it's not going to it's not going to make me happy and it's not going to change shit. I need to clean like I need to like Jordan Peterson says like, you know, focus on walking with your shoulders back and your chin up. Clean your fucking room. Stop trying to change the world if you can't you can't change yourself, you know? That's kind of how I feel about like being red pilled and everything. It's like, yeah, I see things for what they are and occasionally I'll go deep into like when Russia and Ukraine started going to war like I I was suit like I was reading a lot of stuff about it. I was um, listening to like art, like news reports on it, and I was worried about nuclear war and stuff. And I was like reading between the lines of like, what does this mean? Why does Hillary Clinton want us to go to war so bad? Like saying we should do cyber attacks on Russia. Why does the establishment hate Russia so much? Like, is it legit? What's going on? Um, so like, I'll do that, but I don't think it's necessarily like healthy to do all the time, you know. So I would say I am minorly. You're healthily red pilled. Yeah, that's what I would say. Like, um, yeah, healthily red pilled. Um, that's where I'm at. Yeah, for sure. I'm the same. I, I mean, I, I mean, I got super red pilled. Yeah, like super, super, super. Where I was like literally at the point of like, I can't trust any of my friends or family. Yeah, you know, and that was scary to me but like also i think there's been a lot of people that i turned to who were uh you know gave me like a rational explanation of why you should dial that back but also i think you're completely right about the jordan peterson thing like you know love him or hate him uh if you hate jordan peterson like there's something wrong with you Tell, yeah, I can think of endless amounts of people like tell that to you to to them, and they're just gonna be like, "What's wrong with you?" And no, it's like, d- read dude, his work uh, exactly. Read read what he says because it's universal truth. Like he is so on point with so much from from just general advice on how to be happy and how to be mentally like how to ment- be mentally healthy to relationship advice and how to communicate Mm -hmm. he is spot on about almost everything he's a fucking he's a very good psychologist Mm -hmm. like very good Mm -hmm. and anybody who doesn't like jordan peterson doesn't like him not because of the content of what he says in his character it's because of the smears that have been that they have ingested and blindly agreed with because he seems like the type of person that they don't like i don't understand it. They don't listen to what he says. He's not a fucking. Bi- he's not a bad person. He's not a bigot. He's a very intelligent person that is very in tune to emotions and the human mind and our faults, and has done an incredible amount of research on philosophers and psychology, and understands human psychology very well. And I think he makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And people who don't like him are also the people who are very. Um, in very they believe that he's anti 
trans people, and that's what it is. They think they think that he's like anti LGBTQ. When he said, when he said, I if you if you ask me to, you know, use this pronoun for you, he's like, like sure, I will do that out of respect for you. Just don't mm-hmm. make it into law. Yeah, Th- that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's Which a, it, it shouldn't be law. Mm-hmm. It's free speech. You can't you can't make me say something through law that's insane i I think what's something this is like i I don't know how you think about this but like i think the weirdest part about the whole like like you can't say this or you can't say that i think that's like it's i mean going back into the whole jordan peterson thing i think it's like so anti-human because even if you tell somebody not to say something and think that that's gonna like uh, like affect the world like i can still think thoughts in my head i can think the thing that you don't want me to say out loud like what we were talking about earlier before the podcast like if you tell me not to do something i'm gonna want to do it completely so and that's like duh so (laughs) the people and i think a lot of the people who are really into science you got like two types of people you have the 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 super high level people like running shit that want to silence people because it may affect their reign at the top or might affect them financially. So they want to just shut people the fuck up. Um, so then they call upon or start some shit with the low level fucking tards that are, you know, want to silence people with opposing views. And those people are just, I think bottom line is they're, they're very immature and they don't understand a lot about the world. They've, they're just, they don't, they're, they don't understand what they're doing. Mm. They're confused. They get, they're very emotional. They get hurt easily, and it's not necessarily their fault. But at the same time, they're not very self-aware, you know, because mm-hmm. they'll like spew hateful rhetoric, give death threats and all sorts of shit all in the name of love <laughs> for another group. And it's just like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know? So I feel like those people are just confused. So they'll be like, Jordan Peterson's a bigot. And it's like, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Like, no, he's not mm-hmm. like, mm. like that's just not true. So like, I don't think you should like, I don't know. I, I I feel like the important thing is to come together and not necessarily hate on those people because they're misguided. They're wrong. They're misguided. They don't understand and respect the value of free speech. They're they're immature, and it'll, hopefully we can course correct without having like to learn a really hard lesson mm-hmm. because what they're setting us up for and themselves up for is a really hard lesson learned, mm-hmm. and I don't want to learn. I don't want to watch our country go through that because mm. we're all going to suffer for that. Exactly. I, I just go, I, this is the biggest question I pose to just, you know, people who, you, you know, I don't care about what, you know, like opinion or like whatever that, that you have. I just go, well, when, when does it get to the, like, well, it, I mean, I, I just go, do I have the option to opt out of whatever it is you're saying? And if you can't say, yes to that then like i don't really know what to what do you mean well i mean i guess maybe in regards like people just think that they have it all figured out and and say i mean even in the instance of me not like say i'm like a dead wrong about something that i believe in and there's someone else who's like well no i have the right answer right here you know that the you know 
I mean, if if if, if I can't agree to it willingly, mm-hmm. then I think this is more about you know the opposite side than the than, than the me. Am what I do you mean? Th- no, I'm confused. I'm saying it wrong. Um, yeah. Well, I think like guess at what you're saying because I'm I don't know what you're trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. you're that you can't compel you to say like if you can't if you're trying to put something into law or compel you to say something that or do something that you don't believe in that's wrong uh, uh, yeah I would I would say so compelling me something to, that I have not agreed to do yeah that's wrong yeah and I think uh, like like and just like for the free speech thing it's so crazy like one this podcast is like it's an exercise of free speech you know, mm-hmm. like I've said, I've said the word retard a few times, <laughs> like, but straight up, I'm not like, I have no ill will to people with any type of mental illness or like learning disability or cognitively impaired. Like I literally take care of those people as a profession, like people who have had traumatic brain injuries are oftentimes people that I literally take care of and care a great deal for using that word in my world isn't it it's not it's not i'm not it's not derogatory towards those people it's like it's it's it, it has a different meaning and people know it has a different meaning because most people will say that shit like it's we it doesn't mean anything mean towards somebody with any type of cognitive impairment or cognitive disability like it's a so but like you a group anyway i'm getting way off track (laughs) um what i wanted to say was like the Mm. aclu i don't know when it was i want to say it was the 80s the aclu uh went to court and fought for nazis like literal nazis to express their free speech that is that is that is the definition of free speech right there like the the fucking national like associated I don't know what ACLU stands for but it's for is for black people like it's the black civil rights movement like they they fought on behalf of Nazis just so they could talk because they understand the true tenets of what free speech means like you can't come like people want to silence uh, people that they disagree with like there's like people on like it seems like you know like there's a certain side of our political spectrum that specifically wants to silence people and that is in every way such terrible dangerous territory because Sure, you might silence the person you don't want talking right now, but 10 years down the road, once that precedent's in place, what the fuck's going to happen? Like, now the precedent for silencing people that a certain group of people or certain party disagrees with is set 10 years down the road, your guy might get silenced. You fucking idiot. Yeah, I, I don't know why this is so hard for people to understand like i i just don't get it like the reason why we provide lawyers for an obvious like obviously psycho serial killer in court is not to protect oh i mean it is to protect him but it's a statement about if we if we just get lazy Mm -hmm. and and say that 
like, well, clearly this guy's, you know, a, a crazy serial killer. We don't need to give him a trial. Like, well, it, it's it's not about it's not about the fact that he's obviously guilty or obviously, you know, a crazy serial killer. It's that it, we're upholding a standard that should be applicable to everyone. Yes. And if we don't do that, we're not upholding the standard. And, we, and then we're all in danger. Exactly. Then we can do that to anyone. Then we're at. Then we are at the at the uh, at the mercy of the whims of the people in positions of power. Mm -hmm. It takes all our power away. Fucking free speech is a basic human right, and it is not exercised everywhere. No, no other country that I know of has free speech written into their constitution. Like that is what formed our country. So before you go all hyper getting ready to get rid of it like have some perspective kid like i feel like it is mostly very young people that are really pushing for that and then the old fucks who it will work for <laughs> who are going to be dead in 30 years are like nah fuck it yeah like right fucking don't have so and so on the pot like fuck tulsi gabbard you know, <laughs> like she's a Russian agent. She should not be allowed to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very. It's just like it's so it's sketchy. It's gotten it's gotten so out of. I mean, I think I think a lot of people are waking up to it. I think like just seeing the craziness. Even my parents I remember when Hillary Clinton smeared Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, they were like, "Well, like what's Hillary Clinton doing?" You know, she yeah. really slipped up with this whole Tulsi Gabbard thing, and you know, and then like you know, uh, like you know, I have to say through my teeth like oh she was a great you know Hillary Clinton was a great secretary of state and she made a you know she messed up you know even you know when I'm really thinking she's evil she's evil <laughs> <laughs> she has dude. a kill list Travis yeah for sure dude for sure and that's what I'm saying like yeah I've taken a red pill but like fuck going too deep into that because like what's, I, what good does it do I know you? what good, what does, good it does, do? does it do you it doesn't you know? help anybody find your happiness like you know I like this room I'm happy that I get to be in the, mm -hmm. in here right now I'm enjoying that I'm enjoying this conversation I don't like like it's important to be aware of like you know the dark reality of human nature um, but you can't focus on it too much because then that becomes all you see. You only see that you start seeing only the bad and that's what happened to me. Yeah. Like, really? It, like I just, I, 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 this is one of the things like from the retreat, like, I, I mean, I've been working towards just like, I, I became like when I say I got so red pilled, yeah. like I just like at, at pretty much my idea of everyone was solely based on maybe like their political ideas yeah which was terrible oh it's well and that's and that's like way the opposite direction right where you don't want people over there either because that's just as dangerous and just as just as bad you know you can't we all gotta like realize if we're gonna talk about being red-pilled let's talk about this we all what the what the powers the creeps that have all the money and all the control and say want is us to hate each other. They don't want us to trust our neighbors. They want us to always be fighting. So that's what happens. You get groups of blue-haired, fucking, you know, Tifa. whatever. Yeah, blue-haired, libtards, and fucking hardcore, red-pilled, fucking whatever's fucking, you know, frogmen or whatever you want to call them, 4chan fucks, mm. that 
like are running the show of the or just like going to war basically they want to it's this fake culture war that we can't take part in so that's it's super helpful to like okay so that's real so like the best way to stay in power and stay in control and keep fucking kids and keep money coming in endlessly is to keep the fucking serfs to keep the peasants at each other's necks they'll never unify so pointing like, the, pointing the finger at exactly one so like it's super helpful to know like oh they want us mad about these stupid social sh- bullshit like i'm just gonna be happy mm-hmm. i'm just gonna find my own peace fucking hang out and enjoy this life because none of this bullshit's real yeah yeah that's why i pulled out of it i'm i yeah. just i just like i want to focus on my own life yeah i'm not gonna focus on any of this stuff anymore no that's super that's super positive like because it's really hard to be happy sometimes you know mm-hmm. you get it's it's so easy to lose presence and forget what you're about and stuff i'm reading this really good book right now um it's called the power of now by eckhart tolle oh dude Wait, have you read it uh, not that one i've read oh, it was i can't remember it was a different book by eckhart tolle but i mm-hmm. i was very deep into his podcast a podcast when i was like oh he has a podcast yeah yeah he, um um I, I don't know if it was like legit i mean it, he had like talks on 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 spotify but interesting like when i was like 18 19 yeah and i, I think it was actually the power Dude, of now yeah it's so all before i give him all the compliments i just want to say eckhart tolle if you're listening and you're still like they're still printing new copies of the power of now get rid of that forward it is horrible it is it makes it feel self-aggrandizing. It's so weird to read. You're like, he's talking about being on Oprah and all these like weird achievements. <laughs> and it's like after reading the like reading the book, it's fucking fantastic. But like that foreword is just bizarre, and I don't like it. It feels like it feels like he took every ounce of ego that he had left and put it into that foreword. It's just fucking weird. <laughs> what? I wish I had it in front of me. I don't, it's in my car. It's just bizarre. It's not good. But the book itself is just, it is, it is, it, it, it's you like, I, I don't know, like reading it, like just slowly over the course of days, you know, it, it really does like help to shift your perspective into, um, presence. And it's very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan so far. Not done with it yet though. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely took some tidbits away from him that I wouldn't apply like until later in my life. But yeah, he he has some some I think very basic, like easily understood concepts that he throws out that yeah. you can really like you can easily apply. And I, it's logical too, mm-hmm. you know. Like, oh yeah, it's all super logical, and it's just it's it's poignant and on point, and it's all about just it's what I've read so far, it's all about being in the moment, which is, you know, I think it's what everybody wants because those moments though that the, 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 when you're in the moment, truly everything feels good. You don't have problems. Problems don't exist. You have things that you need to deal with and stuff here and there, but problems, what I just finished reading was like the problems don't exist in the moment. Like mm. you have like fear, and stress and all these different things um and they're all associated with your concept of time and the present or the past and the the future and it's all in your head yeah 
and you can experience the moment all the time because the moment doesn't stop and it just takes you know training your brain um to feel that which um obviously it doesn't come easy but like but he's weird because it did for him like one day according according to him Mm -hmm. one day he just snapped it's just like one day i don't remember what happened he fucking just clicked on and was different from that moment on yeah i i remember the story it was uh he was like in, a, in his room or something and he was going through one of like the most depressive like suicidal anxious states that he ever had yeah and then he said um he uttered the, the, the words to himself i can't live with myself anymore yeah and then he was like wait who's the i in that sentence and, yeah. who, and who's myself and then he realized that it's basically like an, he had an ego death where mm-hmm. he's like, well, the, the myself and the I, I'm living with myself. It like kind of implies that there's two people, but there's just one person. Yeah. And and then he realized he just like was torturing himself with his own mind. Well, that's what we're all doing, right? And and especially when you start when you start talking about and like experiencing that subject matter and really delving into that um, inner journey. All this stuff that we were talking about ten minutes ago sounds so dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, who yeah. cares? Who man? cares? As long as I'm allowed to live in my live in my little box here, like I can figure find out how to be happy. But that's where it gets dangerous <laughs> because like you see these things happening that might affect your ability to do this, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like so that's like scary too, you know. Hmm. Balance. Mm-hmm. We gotta have balance. I think that should be the uh, moral of the story on this po- podcast. <laughs> um. Yeah. I feel like this could be a good jumping off point. We've done about an hour and twenty minutes at this point. Really? I feel like I could keep going forever. Isn't it funny? Once you make it past that like hour point, you can just it just like it feels easy. Mm. I always have moments around half an hour in where like, and it's every time, like I'm one of the most talkative, like I love conversation. Like I love this. Um, I, but I, always around like 30 minutes, I'm like, I don't think this is like, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to be able to keep this up. I feel tired. <laughs> and then I find myself at an hour just like rolling, you yeah, know, like yeah. talking some mad shit about who knows what. I, I like talking about aliens. Aliens are fucking cool. Do they exist on Earth? <laughs> I I don't believe in aliens, but I believe in aliens. What does that mean? Oh, I mean, I, like, I mean, I, I like, I I I just go like, like, I, it's just like it's it's kind of like more like I I don't believe in ghosts, mm. but but like. You know, because like I've never seen an alien or anything like that. But then it's just like then there's just such. Right. Have you seen a million dollars? No. Do you believe in it? Yes. All right. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was. Is is it more of a? That's that's from that's from that's from the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that Tim Allen? Is that yeah. Is? Fuck yeah, dude. Tim Allen's the shit, dude. He's from Michigan. He's my Michigan boy. Woo woo. <laughs> I didn't even know that he's from Michigan. Hell yeah! Oh wow! He got uh, he got arrested in the eighties <laughs> for selling coke on Western Michigan <laughs> University's oh campus. Oh yeah. wow! That's Tim Allen's story. That's funny. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is basically that. I mean, it, I'm saying that more in like a facetious way. You yeah. know, I just go, I never thought I would believe in aliens, but just like stuff I've seen, like there's clearly alien technology at the very least that... Not even clearly. Defini- Defini- I mean, if, if we trust our, if we trust the Pentagon, yeah. like <laughs> they, they, they've like been dropping... Dude, there was an article that's like in New York Times that says like the Pentagon, like a quote from the Pentagon saying we have... Um, we have materials uh, like I don't know what the quote is like materials from not of this earth that they've discovered or whatever and it's like they have metal alloys from spaceships uh, metals that we cannot create here on earth things that with elements that don't occur on earth or whatever like they've confirmed that they have that we have those like locked in a box somewhere so like why why aren't more people being like hey tell us more about that mm. like why don't like i'm so curious i i don't know i actually heard a it was um uh eric weinstein mm-hmm. eric weinstein. love eric weinstein he's a really cool dude yeah What's weinstein it? weinstein no i'm also uh, weinstein weinstein yeah weinstein like yeah, einstein weinstein because yeah. he's as smart yeah he's so smart it's scary I'm, I'm a big fan of his brother too brett weinstein they're both they're but both they're so smart it's scary amazing but yeah i think um joe this is actually probably a joe rogan quote quoting eric weinstein but it was like uh like you weinstein know, weinstein why? <laughs> i'm gonna more act on his behalf right now uh, he's like why why aren't people more like freaking out about us and it's and it's uh he he thinks it's because of the the nature of the news and how like everything was made into such a big deal that like the significance of aliens being here on earth is is just or like, at least having their spacecraft yeah it's just like it yeah. doesn't phase us it doesn't phase us because we we're just to. being shocked every day yeah or it's just like the way they choose to cover it is like one day versus you know incessantly reporting on it every day like right. fucking dude like like what happened to the covid reporting you know it yeah. was like covid like the covid did not change in the last six months but they decided to stop reporting about it like right when ukraine and russia went to war but like three months prior nothing was like there was no people coming in my hospital with covid like it wasn't a fucking it wasn't happening or it was i mean people are still getting covid but it's not like it wasn't the, as bad so like ah oh, fuck i know uh, i was just gonna jump 152 i'm gonna delete <laughs> Mark that get down 152 uh, you can say what you're saying again is like the plague yeah or the disease the disease the, the wretched disease like <laughs> They, it's a news coverage is weird man yeah 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 so yeah. it determines everything i mean it determines how the majority or the masses who are like you know i don't know i don't even know dude i don't even fucking know <laughs> like, i don't know i don't know shit <laughs> yeah people are fucking like are people dumb maybe i don't know i know a lot of good people can you blame them for not knowing or not no. feeling like they know? No, because people are busy. Mm. People work five days a week, mm-hmm. eight hours a day, five days a week, and they have kids and mortgages and are around people who aren't very, like, uh, all around all sorts of people. They have interrelationship problems. They have, they're drinking all the time. People don't pay. How do how do you how do you really know you know how do you know anything 
like I don't know anything and I pay attention to shit sometimes like they're like they there's just yeah I don't know man. I, I, I hear you it, there's too much going on too much you can't know foreign relations and also like have a happy family <laughs> like you know what I mean yeah like it's it's too hard there's too much to pay attention to but like how people don't have the instinct that this like that they're being fed bullshit is weird you know uh, that's a good question i mean i think i mean i i i think that people i mean i, I think it's it's definitely been kept like people don't think it's as bad as it is yeah, I think it's becoming that, but it's changing because in, shit's getting more expensive, right. and now it's actually affecting people. Well, I mean, that's I think the that's a good place to like come full circle because regardless of w- like the whole the narrative built around w- w- um, w- you know whatever politics or any you know crisis going on in the news or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I think maybe the most one of the most truest political quotes that's ever been said is it's the economy stupid and i forget who said that the economy is stupid uh, no it um it's it's the economy stupid um and oh. uh, i forget who who said that and it was re- in regards to like elections and stuff mm-hmm. because people they don't vote based on maybe um you know like ideology or yeah. this or that it's about how, what they're feeling in their pockets and if they're feeling you know if they're hurting yeah, taking money out of people's pockets. They're oh gonna, yeah, they're gonna say fuck you. Yes, the thing that in the, the the I mean, for anybody who didn't like Donald Trump, the fucking the thing about when he was president, people's pockets were feeling fine. People right. were feeling good. Right. Gas was cheap. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, when I, I dude, I was in California. I paid like thirteen or fourteen dollars for a fucking dumb burrito from a grocery store like not even a good burrito just like a grocery you know grocery store food mm-hmm. it was like that i paid fourteen dollars for it dude i paid a hundred dollars to fill up a tiny gas tank with 30 what if you have a 35 gallon tank on your vehicle like you're 675 a gallon suck my dick and uh, and then and then they're they're doing this weird thing where they're pushing all electric, which I agree we really need to work on the environment. Like we can't just be fucking throwing no, shit we don't. in the air. No, we don't. I'm just kidding. No, we do. We do. <laughs> but like electric cars, anybody, dude, Tesla can just open and close your car whenever they want. They can just, they're like, if you need to get your car work done, and they're like, oh, we'll just come up to your driveway and do it. And don't worry about leaving a key because we can open it. They can turn it on and off whenever they want at their whim. And we are beholden to electricity to drive in one of those. The fucking grid here went down for over a week last year. Or no, like for a week last year. Mm-hmm. What if you have an electric car that's low on battery what and the grid do? goes down what do you, do? you can't go anywhere i'm you're you're i'm gonna drive to california in an electric car it's gonna take me four fucking days <laughs> you have to you have to sit and let it charge for like two hours it's not practical yet stop trying to fucking force it down my throat I want a car. I want to put gas in it and go indefinitely. It makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a luxury vehicle. It is a luxury vehicle. You, it's something to bump around town in. It's not something that to fucking, it's not something that I feel safe in. Like, 
I would like to own one. They're incredible cars. They're fucking, you know, testimonies to in 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 amazing engineering. Mm. But is it gonna if if a meteor hits and ha- and our electrical grid goes down and I need to find my family water? I'm not gonna get in my fucking Tesla. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I'm yelling. <laughs> You're really sensitive about this Tesla issue. No, I think they're great cars, but like it's weird that I, it's not cool that they're being like forced down people's throats yeah, like, yeah. or just electric vehicles. Like I, they want us to all electric by like 2030 or something I, like that. And it's like, guys, yeah. I don't know about that. I, I, I think this is the, an obvious point, but I think it's really funny about just like you still got to burn coal to make electricity. Yeah, those batteries aren't just fucking coming out of thin yeah. air. We're like, not just 3D printing batteries out of plastic. We're go- we're digging deep into the earth in fucking sub-Saharan mm. Africa and exploiting children and fucking impoverished fucking people to dig up lithium. Steal their coal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's like slaves in China digging out digging lithium to go in your Tesla right now, you fucking but you're but you're somehow like on a soapbox. Yeah. Like fuck off. It's all bad. Yeah. Don't yell at me. You know? Don't tell me that you're better than me because you drive an electric car. Like <laughs> that battery is bigger than this fucking table, you <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> what are we gonna do with it when it dies? <laughs> Like, where does that battery go? Where does it go? Does it decompose? I know that I have to put my batteries. When you throw away batteries, you're supposed to put them in a special bin and turn them in somewhere because they're so fucking toxic. (laughs) Dude, uh, that reminds me. I don't know if you ever heard about earpods. AirPods, AirPods, yeah. yeah. The the whole the 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 um you know the whatever they're made of. Yeah. The decomposition of in of an AirPod, if you were to throw it in the garbage, it's it's like a thousand years. It takes a thousand years. It's like, it's like a thousand years. It's some absurd number. That's why two, anybody you know? getting super self-righteous, man, about like, I have zero carbon <laughs> footprint, man. It's like, it, no, you don't. No, you don't. Like, like, we need to figure out a way to clean it after we fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? We need to have like carbon capture and yeah. like figure out methods of cleaning up this mess because like, I don't know if there's any way to like go around it at this point we have seven billion of us you know dude there's even like a byproduct for bitcoin like like to mine bitcoin yeah it takes like so much energy like i didn't even know how bitcoin like even really worked like like i don't have any bitcoin or anything but like bitcoin mining is like it's like this somehow you know uh, i don't know what you call it like an algorithm or a code or something that yeah it constantly has to be generated and has always has to be new but like that literally takes energy, mm-hmm. and it it's just like funny how like you know like Bitcoin. Oh, you know, it's, it's like completely digital. Yeah, and you think but, it's like there's nothing there, but like well, there's, you know, I know there's warehouses filled with computers that are just dedicated towards mining Bitcoin. Yeah, and that to me makes no sense. It's gr- I, I can't mean, even begin to grasp at I what any either. of that means. Me neither. You start talking cryptocurrency, like just basic money. I don't even understand. <laughs> start talking about money that doesn't even exist mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. all on a computer but somehow like we need bigger and bigger and bigger computers to mine it what does that mean like i'm so dumb <laughs> that's, that doesn't make any sense Dude, to me oh my god that's what like, i would like to say too like because like you know we've been tackling some big topics um yeah. i don't know anything i am um i am barely educated in anything i know what to do in my job 
but that's about it. Like anything else, don't take me seriously. I'm just a fucking dumbass yeah. in a apartment making a podcast for fun. You stupid. I'm fucking dumb, dude. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like that disclaimer is important. Yeah. Lest people you don't know take you too seriously. I, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we just hit the two hour mark. Did we really do? Yeah. You just told me an hour and 20. It feels like a second ago. Yeah. That was like, no, no, that was only 15 minutes ago. I was, uh, oh. I was wrong. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I like to like, I, I think our total will hit. It'll probably be like the whole podcast length and total. It's probably going to be about an hour and 30, 40 minutes. That's kind of like where I'm thinking, like, I want to rest like an hour and a half to two hours for right now. Cool. I, I do like going late, um, doing long ones, but I'm trying to experiment a little bit. And I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like this is, we're in like a good spot to put it down and we'll do it again. That was definitely a lot of, that was a good conversation. Mm -hmm. Are you and, saying a break? Yeah. Or mm -hmm. no, like I'm saying like, cut this one off, be done for right now. Okay. You know, don't, uh, I don't want to like... Uh, at the same time, oh, I'm like into doing like three hours, you know. I'm done. If you want to take a quick break, come back. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll okay. pause and we might not come back. So okay. in the event that that doesn't, in the event that we don't come back and this is the end of it and we're ending on a good note, Um, thank you cool. so much for coming. That was a lot of fun. This thank has you. been a lot of fun. This is was so fucking awesome, man. Hell yeah, dude. All right. <laughs>